Hello, my name is Forrest Greenwell. And I'm Amanda Bayoko. And this is Impractical Spirituality. Um, before we get started, let's take some deep breaths. So we're coming at you today with the topic of grace. Um, this has been showing up quite frequently. I'm seeing a lot of this workshop more. Um, and the other day Amanda and I were talking and I was like, wait, what the fuck even is grace? Like, I don't really have a definition for it. Like I kind of get it conceptually. Uh, she had this quote that totally blew my mind. Um, yeah um it's that i have to find it honestly i should have pulled it up just now but basically the essence of it is that grace means that (laughs) your mistakes uh serve growth rather than serving shame um but i feel like when i read the full here it is grace means all your mistakes now serve a purpose rather than serving shame and i saw that and was like oh yes whoa yeah so i feel like Within that, grace is um, less of a, like, a literal thing and kind of more of, like, um, like an energy around the things that we do. Like, it's not like, oh, like, like, I feel like in my head, like, grace is always, like, you're graceful. And it was this, like, flowing, like, we had to be just, like, mm, like, fucking ballerinas in our lives or something. Um and I think that's not necessarily it. Like, I think that grace can be kind of, like, clunky and not always pretty. Um, and I think that's really important because I don't think that being able to access grace means that it always has to feel graceful, mm-hmm. <laughs> necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe just, like, yeah, distinguishing the differences between that. But I don't know. I want to talk about that because I feel like, for me, that's kind of what my spirituality and my spiritual practices allow me to do. They allow me to find grace in my life um, and go, okay, so what is it that you believe versus what you experience and all that fun stuff? Um, and how is it that you actually want to show up for these things? And and what is the purpose of this? Um, you know, and I think that, I don't know, for me lately, I've been thinking a lot about high school, <laughs> like a lot mm. about high school. Uh, I don't really know why, but I feel like I was the least myself during that period of my life and there is and has been a lot of shame around that for a long time and I've been having these dreams about like apologizing to people from high school and some of the dreams I'm not apologizing some of the dreams I'm still really spiteful towards them um but I don't know it was kind of this interesting like oh you know I almost no I had to go through those things to come on the other side and be stronger in it but like almost like my grace allowed me to have more conviction that um it wasn't for naught yeah, and, and I think that that's a reason, too, you know, it's, it's you know, this, this idea of it serves a purpose, um, but also this idea of it is purposeful, and maybe the difference between those two, and that, like, it doesn't always need to have a specific thing for it to have purpose in, like, it doesn't always need to be like, I've healed this, mm-hmm. but it's this idea of, okay, <laughs> I can step into the power of this and know that it will get me somewhere. Yeah, for me, it's like it's less about it having a purpose necessarily. And for me, that like the quote is less um, more about it. They're not being shame connected to Mm. those things anymore. Like, however, it when I it's like, how do I approach this? And when I take the shame out of it, what does it 
what does it look like now? How does it show up in my life? How do I interact with it? I think um, it's how I've been sort of interacting with grace. And I think I was in the same space as I would sit in circles and people would be like, give yourself ease and grace or do it with ease and grace. And I'm kind of like, what the fuck is grace even? Um, I think I always kind of saw it as a very religious Mm -hmm. uh, word. And so, yeah, I think grace is something that we give ourselves. Like, it's a gift to ourselves in a way that, yeah, replaces the heaviness of shame that we often sort of, like, live in, Mm. I think. So it's, like, shifting your perspective and how how do things change when you stop moving from shame and moving with more grace for yourself? Mm. Grace just feels like another word for compassion. Yeah. To me. Like, as you're speaking and, like, as, yeah, we're talking, I'm like, it, it does feel like it's a, a sister to compassion in a way. Like, they go hand in hand. Mm. Mm-hmm. I guess my question then is, like, what's the difference between the two? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking as I was saying that. Um, I feel like compassion is... Um, it's not constituent on shame. Like, I don't think that compassion has to have that component of it. And I think that, um, you talk about this a lot, but like the difference between like, like compassion and, um, self-esteem. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Self-esteem. And maybe that's a thing too, is just that like, you know, grace is another thing that is internalized, but I think we can also give grace to others as well. And I think that we can, help others see that like you know that the shame isn't there externally as well because I think a lot of the shame I felt is based off of other people's perceptions of me or my perceived perceptions um, that other people have of me uh, and how it is that I show up there and, and really you know I think that it's most prominent the times that I feel like I lack integrity with my values mm. or just aren't even aware of what my values are in a situation to be able to show up in integrity with it uh, and I think that maybe the self-compassion is the piece that comes right before grace it's like being able to find that forgiveness for yourself and find that um that soft leaning place and then transmute that into a place of grace mm. what mm. kept like what is it for me what is coming to mind is like grace is how we move out of a place of shame and compassion is more of a practice of how we can um I don't want to say avoid shame but sort of like bypass shame altogether Mm. right like if we're in a place of a lot of shame grace is what helps move us out of it and then and I guess compassion could too but compassion is a practice that I try yeah that I practice in my life to just avoid those shameful feelings period right because if we have the compassion then the shame can't really exist Mm mm-hmm so, yeah, yeah, grace is how we move out of shame and compassion can be how we kind of avoid it. And then I guess ultimately grace turns into that down the road. So I think like for me, shame was a huge emotion in my life. It was like the biggest. And as I've moved out of that, I would say having grace and compassion for myself were the two things that make it much more uh, manageable. Mm. I don't know why but the word guilt keeps coming up in my head and like mm-hmm. I feel like that might be like in all of this like kind of on like the shame end of it like um you know I feel like a lot of the times shame shows up for me as feeling you know guilty for something as well like there's that like I wasn't able to do this or I didn't have that information or you know um 
I shouldn't have acted this way or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and I think that, yeah, maybe maybe that's kind of like in that little dichotomy as well. I'm almost seeing it as like, there's like these two ends of, of a spectrum, you will say, and there's like two little balls on each of them. There's like these like looping, like chords running around each of them and making it all connected. <laughs> I mean, it's just watching me like make little patterns with my fingers like, what? <laughs> What are the balls? Are they <coughs> it compassion would, and grace? Or? Yeah, it would be like compassion and grace and then shame and guilt. On so, one end. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So like mm-hmm. they're all kind of interconnected with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also like, not to say again, like we need these things, but I think that like it's, I, I feel like if I haven't, if I wouldn't have had shame about things then I wouldn't have been able to fully embody grace in the same way. I, you know, just wouldn't be the understanding of, okay, well, why do I need this? Um, and I'm a person who goes to extremes a lot in my life and uh you know I think that on the kind of like the opposite end of the, the extreme of, of shame and guilt if you will there is that grace and compassion and I think that this is one of those extremes that is not like negative if you will mm-hmm. like usually I'm like find a middle place but I'm like nope <laughs> we don't need to find a middle place there you can like go all the way be up fully into that. In grace. be fully in grace yeah. yeah yeah and I think that that's really beautiful because I, I think that um yeah it's, it's something that we can look to to fully embody um and to I think find peace within things and find forgiveness and really ask what is it that I want to carry forward you know because shame for me has been a burden and it's not something I can let go until I resolve it and so grace is kind of that resolution if you will Mm -hmm. and I feel like for some reason I want to say like like maybe people are like this must be I was expecting magic on this podcast Mm. (laughs) and I'm getting all my about my feelings and I'm like I think that this is alchemical in a way that Mm moving through things like our shame and our guilt and moving from a place of compassion and grace makes any sort of magic that you're doing in your life more potent and true so you know we can do the candle magic and we can do all that stuff but if we're not grounded in um more clear with our inner like experiences then i think that that magic has like might not work in the same way yep and like I'm, I'll be honest. Like of the two of us, I'm not. You're, <laughs> you're definitely the more magical being of the two of us in that in that capacity. But like that's just my perspective on it. No, I think that's true. And you know, I think um, what I think about a lot when we're talking about like magic and doing spells and all that. Um, you know, it's kind of this idea of, like, what intention are you coming from? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the example I was going back to is, like, if someone's wronged you, you have two options. You can, you know, do something to harm that person, or you can do something to protect and heal yourself. And I think that um, the the latter, and always being able to take control of what it is that we need, uh, gives us a lot more grace, gives us right. a lot more room for self-compassion, um, because other people's actions aren't within our control, and other people's thoughts about us are not within our control, and uh, there comes a time when we have to ask, where is it that I want to be putting my energy, because energy is magic, that's what it all, all comes back to, and so I think that, like, when we're talking about the grace conversation, it's really just, like, you know, when something happens that asks you to grow, mm-hmm. uh, how is it that you show up in that, and how is it that you carry that growth forward with you, um, I think that's really important, and I don't know, it's kind of like, if you're if you're at the gym, like, you know, you're not going to carry 100 pounds around for 45 minutes, you're going to do it for 5 minutes, and know that that's, that's enough, so it's, I think it's kind of the same thing with our feelings, like, we can exercise our feelings, and we can exercise understanding of our feelings, um, but we don't necessarily need to be proving anything by carrying things around with us all the time, 
And so maybe grace is also a place where we can unpack things and really ask, what is it that I need to make this? Or it's like, if you're cooking, you don't want to put all of the fucking spices in your spice cupboard and you're going to be selective with it. Um, and it's kind of the same thing with like our energy and magic. Like we don't need everything all the time. We gain an understanding of everything we have access to over time. And then it's through that, that we get to, uh, kind of filter all that through mm. and go, what is it that has purpose right now? What is it that has intention? What is it that has integrity? Um, what is it that will have respect for what it is that I'm truly trying to do right now and what's extraneous because we waste so much energy in the world. We just are like willy-nilly, like, blah, 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 here's my energy, take it. Um, and I personally am trying to not live that way anymore because <laughs> I was exhausted all the time and I still feel that kind of like energetic membrane of exhaustion just like hovering over my body is like a little reminder of just being like, hey, I'm here if you want to step back into me. And I'm like, no, I want to break that open. I don't want to carry you with me anymore. You know, but that used to be really heavy. It used to be like a fucking cloak. So yeah, maybe all of it is about lightening our load a little bit. That's what I, like a, a big thing that's like coming up a lot is like making space, mm -hmm. creating space in our lives, energetic fields, all those things for like, if we want change to happen, there has to be room for something new to come in. And I'm not saying anything new there, but it's just a good perspective to um, consider, like, what you might be holding on to that is just taking up, like, clutter, mm -hmm. you know, in your closet. I had a friend who, she would never <clears throat> buy a new piece of clothing unless she was prepared to get rid of something in her closet. And I appreciated that cycle because it was new, it was fresh all the time. She was being more mindful about what she was bringing in and it meant that I got a lot of cool clothes but like <laughs> I think that that's um but I think that that's actually a good point of like I got the new I got what she gave away right so there's like in in a way when we might be holding on to things that are also preventing others in our lives from getting what they need and I think that we started talking about that in the beginning of like how grace is something that just like compassion, we can give to ourselves, but we can also have in relation with it with, with each other. And I would honestly say that you know, we don't, as a society, have a huge amount of grace for, like, give each other a huge, huge amount of grace. No, as a society, <laughs> we're like, what did this person write on Twitter 12 years ago? Like, it's fun. You're dead to me now. Yeah. 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 And it's like, I don't know. I just, I, 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 it boggles my mind how many things that we also carry that are not ours. You know, so there is that piece of we can we can give these things to people and we can, you know, help them enhance and grow and, and make space. Um, but there's also a time when we're, like, going through the fucking basement. It's not even our basement. We broke into someone's house and we're like, okay, what shit you got down here? Is I'll, it good? I'll assume responsibility. <laughs> I'll assume responsibility. Or, or maybe it'll absolve me of responsibility for something that I don't want to look at. Um, or I don't know how to deal with. Well, and I think that that's, like, an interesting point because I also was thinking about how... I think how we both fundamentally like interact with our work is that anybody coming to us as a client is coming to us and sometimes hoping that they're going to hear how everything else in their life is the problem. But And it's not you're the problem, but we have to take responsibility for our, our own energy in a lot of ways. Yes. Right? And a lot of our work is not like... Like Forrest is not going to read about you and your boyfriend and tell you about your boyfriend. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? Like the, the conversation you might come being like, I want to talk about my relationship and then it's going to be about you and what you need to do to show up differently in, 
in the situation. And I think that that's where grace is required, right? Because I think it can also be like, okay, we've defined grace. This is what grace Mm -hmm. is. But what does, yeah, when is grace required and what does that look like in practice? Mm. Um, And I think it's required when we're sifting through our own basements like, oh, the the fuck? There's so much here that I don't love Mm -hmm. and that I want to be different or that is not mine. And instead of like sitting in the basement and being like, how did I let it get to be such a mess? We have the grace of understanding like, oh, this helped me see this or this. Now I'm learning about letting go by throwing out this whatever the fuck it is. Um, So I think that there is. um, Yeah, there is spirituality and magic in looking at what is yours and what is not. Yeah, and I think it's kind of like magician energy where like grace is actionable. It's not a passive thing. We don't just get to be like, all right, I choose grace. And then, you know, it washes over us. Like it's hard fucking work. And, you know, I think that, you know, part of this podcast is understanding that like we can do hard things and hard work doesn't need to be daunting work. Um, You know, hard work doesn't need to be that we're exhausted by it, although it definitely can be. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I think it's an understanding of like, you know, what is it that we give for what is it that we gain? You know, it's the same thing going to the gym. Like afterwards, you're like, I'm fucking tired and I'm sweaty, but then your booty's popping or whatever the fuck it is that you're doing. So, you know, like there's, there's, there's kind of that, like, what is it that this again, gives me space to do? Um, what is it that I'm sacrificing in order to do that? And can I know that it's all cyclical? Because I think that when we let go of things, sometimes there's that feeling of lack. Like, will this ever come back? Will this space space ever be filled? Um, And I think that's reasonable because we have to find grace and compassion for the fact that we live in a world that's always trying to sell us stuff and jam-pack our lives full of meaningless fucking bullshit. That doesn't feel good. And... It is our responsibility to show up for that. Um, And something I think about a lot, and just kind of going back to that piece of like, you know, if you come in for our work, like we're going to be talking about you and your piece in that is that, uh, you know, we are the nucleus of our lives. Everything that revolves around us is because of how it is that we choose to show up. So if you're looking at your life and you're completely dissatisfied by it, or you're angry at everything, or you feel 100% misunderstood or whatever it is, um, you know, nothing is working out for you then you have to ask, okay, like, what is my responsibility within all of this? Um, And I feel like that's the most challenging thing because sometimes I think we look back and and, and there are times where we don't have autonomy and there are times that we don't have control. Like, when we're children, like, you know, that's up to our parents. But then as we get older and we become more conscious and we learn things and we can take responsibility for our actions and we can make choices, there comes a time when we have to choose to be different Mm -hmm. if, if that is you know, what is required of us. Um, and so I think that is, is part of it as well Is like, what is it that you're willing to take action for? And do you see yourself as worthy of taking action for? I was going to say that too, is like grace requires a certain amount of, or I was going to say to all of you listening that you deserve grace. Yes. You're worthy of it. You're worthy of it. And I think that, yeah, it's not going to be an immediate thing. Grace just doesn't, it's yeah. You're going to feel the shame still. You're going to feel all of those things. But it, I like what you said about, like, basically choosing a different way for yourself. So many people have said it, but, like, if you don't change it, you're choosing it. But I think sometimes we're not even present with the fact that we're, what, of what we're choosing. Yeah. Right? Like, that, that, that saying of, like, if you're not changing it, you're choosing it does require or it does presume a certain level of awareness. 
mm-hmm. that I think sometimes we don't even have because what you said about us being the nucleus is it's like sometimes as the center of the nucleus, it's hard to see the fucking nucleus. Yeah. Like we cannot, you know, sometimes we cannot see outside of ourselves or we don't have that perspective. And I think that's why it's like, I think, I don't think healing happens like in a bubble necessarily. No, it's not autonomous. Like you're not going to heal by yourself. <laughs> There are things you can heal alone, yes. but I think that a lot of like my best, best healing has happened in relation with other people. Um, and I think I say that every goddamn time, but I think that just makes it true. Well, it, it brings <laughs> it from the belief into the experience, like having a place to experience healing or experience things being another way. That's not just within your mind or within your story. So, you know, there's like, okay, I'm responsible for, you know, changing my thoughts, for example. Um, yeah, that's true. But also the context in which thoughts are going to appear is in the life that you live and the ability to actually go, oh, okay, I've learned something and now I get to apply it in this situation in a new way. Like we need those situations, you know? And and yes, some of them we can do by ourselves. Some of them are very private. Uh, but I think that we're relational beings (laughs) and we need relationships and we need community so there needs to be that aspect of also um am I also allowing myself to be surrounded by people who allow me grace and who allow me to heal um because sometimes you know the first step isn't going inwards being like okay what is all this well that's not true I think that there has to be that recognition of like oh this doesn't feel good I don't want this and then maybe that like okay so how is it that I can remove situations from me that are only reflecting this back at me you know being in that trick house mirror it's like take yourself out of the fucking trick house mirror then you know and then you can start to see things more clearly so there's kind of like a back and forth and as above so below and a teeter-tottering step of a dance you know we gotta do a little bit of this and a little bit of that um but also we're gonna do it our whole lives because there's always new things that we're learning and understanding and there's gonna be people who we come up against who challenge the fuck out of us uh and that's okay you know, I think that meeting with challenges, um, it doesn't mean that we don't have grace for ourselves. It doesn't mean that we're not doing the work. You know, I think that it can be really fucking hard sometimes. Sometimes I'm like in that place and I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? And I feel like I'm freaking out inside. Um, or maybe I'm even freaking out outside. And I think it's, you know, okay, (laughs) how do I move through this? How do I understand that whatever I'm feeling or experiencing, um, Mm. is okay right well grace <clears throat> grace doesn't mean like having grace for yourself doesn't mean that like challenging shit's not gonna happen Mm-mm. right it's like Forrest just said it's like <clears throat> grace is the thing that helps us get through the challenging thing and it's the way that we don't damage ourselves even further through that challenging thing so I think um you know in a lot of ways we can be our biggest like harm mm-hmm like our internal experience and our internal voice can be the the worst voice that we hear. And so I think it's like grace is slowly shifting the tone of that voice inside of ourselves that helps us to handle the challenging shit that is inevitable in life mm-hmm. and in relation with others. And yeah, I don't think anything that we really speak about is easy. No, I think that if you're, I think if you're listening to this, like you can anticipate challenge in this work, but you can also anticipate yourself actually being really capable of that challenge. And I think maybe that's the point of all of this is to recognize that it's not about making things easier. It's about 
preparing ourselves for that work and knowing that we are capable of so fucking much but we have to allow ourselves and believe ourselves to be capable of that and even if you only believe it for five seconds great that's five seconds more than you did before and maybe it'll turn in five minutes you know and, and we can kind of move through it in in increments um you know i don't think that we can anticipate anything shifting overnight at all ever <laughs> and when we can maybe surrender into that I know that we do have time and we do have opportunity and it does matter those little things that we do all the time and also it's okay if you have days where you don't show up fully in the way that maybe you hope to or would expect yourself to um you know I, I always say that expectation is a good motivator and a bad barometer for excess uh, for excess wow try again <laughs> for success Expectation, yeah. Okay. Expectation is a good motivator and a bad barometer for success. Okay. Don't know why my brain was like eight, but that na 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 na. Yeah, and I don't remember what I was gonna say, but basically the point is is that it's okay to have expectations, um, but you have to ask yourself what role your expectations play for you, uh, and know that our expectations aren't actually there for us to fulfill them. It's there for us to see potential. And I think when we can shift the narrative to I have to fulfill expectations to I can be inspired by my expectations, um, that can be really useful. And I think that there's just like a lot of language that we have that can be used in a different way. You know, judgment, for example, like judgment can be negative, but also our brains use judgment to keep ourselves safe. And judgment is literally taking something that we are experiencing or seeing and holding up it up against what it is that we know. So it's not saying what it is that we know is the truth or you know the end all be all but it's saying okay this is what i know and this is how this rubs up against this and okay what can i do from that place you know and do i actually need this to come forward um and i I just think about this a lot because i think that we get to choose what things mean for us and then within that we get to choose um how it is that we show up within that meaning and how it is that we imply that in our lives well just reminds me of like ultimately judgment itself is neutral yeah how we apply the judgment um is what you know like that application of seeing judgment in one way or another is ultimately how we bring that out into the world Mm -hmm. right i think it makes me think of something too about critique Mm. i don't know why i'm saying this it doesn't really have too much to do with what we're talking about but like this idea of critique like to have a a critique be worth anything it has to be rooted and grounded in love for the work or for the person that you're critiquing Mm. so i think that that like makes me feel that way about judgment too right like it's like there is a way to yeah critique something or judge it um that is rooted in a place of love care respect for the thing that you are um looking at and without assigning value to it right so i think that that is um something that I'm honestly shifting in my mindset, like maybe giving myself a little more grace with is I think sometimes I assume I'm being much more quote unquote judgmental in a negative way than I Mm. actually am being. Um, And I mean, we've had conversations about judgment before, so like we won't go down that road again, but I think that it's, um, yeah, there is ways in which we can take practices and just little language shifts opens up a whole new world to us especially with expectation yeah i was thinking about this yesterday i don't really know why but it was this idea of like 
I was thinking about sports and if I was doing sports and why I don't like them. And I was like, well, you know, I feel like if someone was to tell me how to improve on something, I wouldn't want them to say, you did this wrong. I would want them to say, this is how you can do this better. Um, you know, and I think it's, that, that that's kind of the perspective that I want to bring into everything. And like, I think that that has grace, right? Because it's a recognition of, I don't want to say we can always do things better, but often there is room for growth you know? Um, and that's not a bad thing. It's great. We don't look at our plants and we're like, okay, stop growing now. Like you've reached how I want you to. We're like, woohoo, a new leaf, but you're not a pot. And I think that we can feel that way about what it is that we're doing without necessarily like forcing the expectation of growth or what that looks like or how fast it happens or whatever the fuck it is on ourselves or on the things that we do. Um, you know, and, and I think that that is part of grace. It's, it's, it's not force. It's not forcing ourselves to do something or pushing ourselves in a certain way. I think it's like the opening of the door and being like, it's there for you if you want it. Um, and then and then comes all the choices that we have to make to get into that place. So mm-hmm. again, all of this is very actionable. I think that everything we talk about is actionable. Like I think that we have to be willing in some way to recognize that it's, it is work. You know, magic is work. Um, spirituality is work all of these things becoming yourself is work but I think if we can also look back and be like oh well I've always been doing work you know like we're doing that from the time we're born and we're like reading people's body languages and energies and uh you know that I feel like makes it feel a little less daunting well it's literally it's it's like when, when you're speaking of that it's like we're using that energy anyways like especially if we're looking at the definition that we shared of grace of like it's serving a purpose rather than serving shame. In both of those instances, there's still the serving. There's still the energy of like either focusing on the shame or focusing on the purpose. So it might feel like more work to be present and aware with the purpose of whatever it is that you're looking at because that shame neural pathway is deep and easy for us to access. Um, but you're still expending that energy in either way. So it's, it's really about a question of not adding more work to your plate, but shifting where your energy is going because the work it's kind of like you just said the work is happening like people we're doing that all the time it's just that it ta- it does take more conscious e- effort i think the energy that we use is the same yeah i'm thinking of like measure twice cut once right you know and it's like at the moment you're like i don't want to fucking measure it again i want to just kind of go for it but in hindsight it's like <laughs> the extra 10 seconds or whatever it is it takes to do that actually saves us a little bit so I think it's also this idea of in while being in the present also being able to understand that the present is inherently linked to the future um, and that we're always working towards the future if you will and the future never becomes the future the future becomes the present but I think that's maybe part of it it's like understanding like I don't know I always say how can I help future forest <laughs> how can I how can I help that out and so if I have the energy right now um can I just clean up the kitchen because it's going to take me two minutes instead of letting it fester and then tomorrow I have to wake up and I have to gear myself up for it and go through the whole rigmarole in my head and you know it's going to take me three times as long because there's all this preparation that I have to do within myself in order to do that versus like just fucking doing it when I'm right there doing it and um you know, I think that's part of it too, is like shame, like you said, like creates and, and is a, a deep neural pathway. And 
when we stop carving that out <laughs> and we stop letting things run through there, like we also give that room to grow over. And over time, that actually becomes harder for us to go down. Like I don't find shame as easy to sink into as I did. And I think that's pretty powerful, you know? Whether or not that means anything in the fucking world, it means something to me and it means something for how I move through the world. Um, and I think that's what we have to ask ourselves, you know? Like regardless of like... I don't know how good we want to be or whatever the fuck or like what values we want to have. I think it's just like, do I want to work towards finding more ease within my life um, without necessarily having to sacrifice like the quality of my life or the things that I desire within my life? And for me, yeah, hell yeah. I want to I wanna have the things that I want to have and work towards those things um, and not have it be a monumental struggle all the time. And so if I have to monumentally struggle against that for a little while in order to make that easier for myself in the future, uh, I feel like that's a, that's a pretty worthy sacrifice. Mm. I was thinking a lot when we were, like in February, when we were doing all the do's in this space and then also my brother has been doing his... But like his bachelor's in teaching so it was like these moments of like short concentrated effort that in the moment that you're in them feel sometimes unbearable and like I don't know if I can do any more of this but I've been trying to look at these moments as like yeah they're not sustainable but they're not meant to be sustained right so we put ourselves into this sort of like pressure cooker of creation or inner work or whatever it is and it feels um, yeah, like I said, unsustainable. But what if we could look at things as like this isn't meant to be sustainable, but it's going to take a lot of my energy for a little while. Mm-hmm. But I can be free in that knowledge because I know that it's not sustainable. I know I'm not going to have to do it forever. I know that on the other side, I'm going to have a store or have a degree or whatever it might be. And don't get me wrong, like when we're talking about the education system, there's like issues there for sure. <laughs> the yeah, that's that's <clears throat> goes without saying. But I think like the main point is that sometimes. Um, we can avoid doing hard work because it might feel like we have to sustain it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay to look at something and be like, that is not sustainable, but it doesn't have... Not everything has to be sustainable. Some things can be fast and hard and, you know, challenging, and then we can move on from that and come out the other side, like, with more resources in a way. Yeah. I don't know. You do know. You yeah. said it. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like I need to go and think about all this. <laughs> yeah, I feel like sometimes we don't have to like. There's, there's. This is what was needed to be said, you guys. Yeah. And I think that I would just say to you to look for the places where you feel shame, might feel shame. And play around with, get curious with what grace could look like for you. And that doesn't mean that you, like, are committing to giving yourself grace if that feels too challenging, but just exploring a little bit, like, how that um, shift could play out, could make something play out differently in your life or make um, an internal thought you have about yourself change and shift a little bit. Um, Yeah. I think when we're talking about neural pathways, we also have to talk about like our body pathways mm-hmm. and they live in both places. And I try to move from a space of like, okay, if I'm rewiring a neural pathway, that means I have to send that thought down a new pathway. 
So if I'm trying to move out of shame, what am I, what is the pathway that I'm sending that new thought down? Um, and I think that, yeah, whether it's moving out of shame and into looking at <clears throat> what that situation might give you in a purpose or how, what you learned from it or gained from it or maybe um, lost, which is also a neutral sort of idea, mm -hmm. um, can be, yeah, a really great way to slowly but surely move out of shame as a response or as a reaction. Mm. So I think that's what it becomes, right? Like you say all the time, you're not responsible for your first thought, you're responsible for your second. But a lot of people are re reacting to that first thought, which is generally grounded in like that space of shame or whatever. Yeah, I think even the idea that there can be a second thought and making space for that and just recognizing that it's okay. <laughs> We're going to have our natural inclinations. Uh, you're human. You're not going to not be human throughout this. Like, I no think one's asking you to not be. No. Right? We're actually calling you more deeply into being a human. Like, yeah. That's what we want. Yeah. We want you to make mistakes and get it wrong and fuck it up. But it's about how you handle all those things. And I think it's also about where you seek truth within all of it. You know, I, I think that you said something earlier just about like how sometimes when we know that it's going to be a lot, we don't do it. Uh, but also, I think maybe coming back into a space of okay, is it really as much as we think it is? Like, um, you know, sometimes I have to go write an email and I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be so much. And maybe it does take a lot of energy to do that. Um, but also I'm giving it more energy even before I start by doing that, you know? And so instead of giving it five fucking days of energy, I can give it five minutes of energy. Um, and I think that that helped me a lot. Just understand that even when you're not doing something, if it's always in your presence in some way, you're still giving energy to it. So we get to set boundaries through our actions. And what boundaries do you need to set through what actions? Mm-hmm. Have a little grace for yourself today. Yeah. And on that note, you can follow us at fiends underscore co, at practical and spirituality, at Forest Eden, and at Amanda Bioko. <laughs> we love you. We hope you have a great day. <laughs> Follow, follow, follow. Follow, follow. us. <laughs> we love you. We love you. We want to interact with you. Because mm -hmm. this is where we get a lot of the ideas about what it is that we want to be talking about is through these conversations and through being in community. So thanks for being here. Have a beautiful day. Have a graceful day. Yes. And uh, talk to you soon. See you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. -bye.